Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before we jump into today's episode, uh, the second part of our listener special, D&D One-Shot, uh, I just wanted to once again remind everyone that next weekend, uh, that's assuming you listen to this episode <laughs> around about when it's released, uh, we'll be back up in London uh, once again for Dragon Meat as part of the Podcast Zone. Uh, that's on Saturday, December the 3rd at the Novotel London West in Hammersmith. Uh, I'm going to be there for the whole day, uh, so yeah, come and say hi. Uh, I can also now confirm that I'm going to be taking part in a uh, live game uh, hosted by Richard of the D20 Future Show, uh, which you can come and see. Uh, We're going to be playing a game of Jason Statham's Big Vacation at uh, 10am in the, I think it's the Beaujolais room on the mezzanine level. Uh, Audience spaces are going to be limited, uh, so yeah, get down there as quick as you can. Uh, For more info about the con, including travel details, maps of the venue, schedules, and uh, so much more, (laughs) head to dragonmeat.co.uk. We hope to see a bunch of you there. Alright, so yeah, just a short intro today, and uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. So uh, the three of you, leaving the uh, the opulent entrance hall behind you, step into the main ballroom of Duskwick Manor. It's it's about 80 feet long, about 30 feet across, so not the hugest of rooms, but not tiny either. And uh, and yeah, this is the room which is the focus of tonight's party. There is um, quite a lot of well-dressed people milling around, talking to each other. Um, the whole room is lit with chandeliers, the floor is a polished hardwood, and um, there are uh, waiters and butlers moving around with uh, trays of uh, drinks and, you notice, canapes <laughs> um, moving throughout the crowd. In the corner there are some musicians who look to be focusing uh, quite intently on what they're doing, and uh, yeah. Safe to say you don't really recognize anyone in here. Um, this isn't a time of photographs or anything like that. Um, so I don't know how, unless you'd met someone before, you would know what they look like. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to walk over to the canopy station. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, while I'm walking over, I'm going to be looking around to see if I can see any like valuables. Okay. <laughs> You're just setting yourself up by the canopies for the night. Yeah. <laughs> Pick a room and stick to that room. The, ha- the heist to end all heists. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, oh, when you say valuables, are you looking like on people themselves or like things in the room or what? What, what kind of? What's your focus here? Uh, I'll probably mainly be like looking at the room. Okay. I mean, everything here is is looks pretty expensive. I mean, um, there are some small statues on plinths 
sort of dotted around the room. There's some nice golden, or at least gold effect, uh, candlesticks. There's potted plants. There's paintings on the walls. There's those those expensive plants. Yeah, look, it's it's winter. You got to keep these things alive, and you know this is it's tough tough going. There, there's some nice stuff here. There's nothing that there's not like piles of gold or anything out like there. I will say that like, not that there would be anyway, but like there's nice stuff. There's nothing that you would consider treasure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna usher Scrunch over to the canopy so he can like yep. fill his fill his pockets and feed his mice. <laughs> mouse. Yep. His mouth. Rodney is taking like he's taking bitefuls of canopy and finding out which ones he likes and like only pocket in the nice ones but it's also if there's like any little spoons or anything like little mustard spoons and teaspoons and stuff like that he's pocketing those sure. ready for okay. when he sets up his pub later uh, can, yeah. I, can I get a sleight of hand check from you then just to see if you can steal yeah. the silverware that is a nat <laughs> oh yeah uh, you, your, your pockets are jangling and no one has noticed at all <laughs> I'm just a very musical boy it's Musicians are playing so loud, nobody yeah. can hear your pockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, you're able to slyly be taking little bits of silverware and just just secreting them about yourself. You know, so at least if the worst comes to the worst, you know yep. <laughs> you've probably got six or seven goals worth of knives and forks in your pockets. That's a lot of you know, that was that is a lot of them, but like these, are, these normally it would be, but this is you know these are fancy forks. Yeah, <laughs> this is the good china. Now we've inspected the canopies. Uh, we'll probably just go for a look around the house, see what's going on. Okay, um, we uh, want to we want to <laughs> find the treasure. But what are you doing while they're they're on their canopy um, mission? I figured I was with them. Oh, but, okay, Fair um, enough. checking out the people more than the room. Hmm. These are going to be very rich people who are showing up and showing out because they're rich and that's what they do. Yeah. So I'm just looking around at all the jewelry and all the shinies. Yeah, and there is some. There is um, about three quarters of the people in the room are attendees and the other 25% are are staff. Um, So you can pretty quickly um, discount the staff as like... They've not got much jewelry on them or anything. Um, But the... In, in contrast, the uh, the attendees are all very, very well dressed. Um, there are I, w- I will describe a few of the people. So the first person that you clock is a uh, a rather portly man um, with a, a quite bushy moustache who is wearing what looks to be a, a chain of office around his his neck, and this guy looks to be the mayor, doing decidedly better than himself than every other resident of the town that you've um, you've encountered so far. This is, uh, you don't know his name, but it just, it's a mayoral chain and he's, uh, he's got a glass in his hand and he's sort of laughing, uh, laughing along with um, a um, man who is uh, dressed in what looks to be, you recognise as a military uniform. You don't, I, I mean, this is a question actually, do you know, do you think Velvet would know like ranks and things? How consistent is it across like the world? Like, um, is it going to be? I mean, every army is going to be different, but this is a this you recognise it as a a Valanan military uniform. This is not from elsewhere, so it's possible that you've seen people in this kind of uniform before. I'm um, do a history check for me. Okay, uh, nine. Nine. Okay. 
Um, you don't know really. You, I mean, you re you recognise the uniform and this is a military guy. He's got a few stripes and a star, but you don't know what that means. But, and uh, she assumed that he is fancy just because he has so much going on. Yes, yeah, and he's got a few medals and things as well, which, you know, they've got some... They might have some value. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, the mayor is laughing along with him. There is a... Uh, a pair of um, slightly older-looking uh, nobles in one corner. Um, again, the, the 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 older gentleman has got a, a kind of um, quite uh, well looks to be kind of crushed velvet sort of suit on with a kind of quite tight collar, and um, he's got a sort of red cape flung over one shoulder. He looks to be he's a little older. He's, he's in his late sixties, possibly early seventies. He's got full grey hair and he's a little bit thin in the face. Um, his wife is decidedly younger and she is wearing um, quite a lot of crystalline, possibly diamond jewellery around her neck. That's, she is sipping from a, a glass of champagne. They're sort of standing in one corner. Uh, looking around into the centre of the room, uh, I mean, you, you wouldn't, like I said, wouldn't know them by sight. But just from the general manner, there's a, a man. I, I, you know, I probably should be asking you for an insight check for this. Actually, that mm -hmm. that said, um, can I get an insight check from you? Uh, nat twenty. Nat twenty. Okay, twenty-one total. So really, not a very hard check. <laughs> um, so yeah, you can see that the way just from the way that the staff seem to be deferring to uh, one man, and um, the way that a few other attendees are kind of talking to him and just little snippets of conversation that you overhear. There's a man who you can pretty much guarantee is the Baron, uh, Baron Hector von Glau. Quite, again, a bit sort of, um, what's the term? I, th I guess well-built. He's, he's quite a wide, broad-shouldered <laughs> man, but got a bit of a bit of a carriage to him. He's not that tall. He's about the same height as you. Um, and little bit red in the faces but he's clearly had a couple of drinks already um but just his just his features are quite sort of he's got he's got a look about him of like maybe this guy uh is a little bit um he's laughing but there's a little bit of a coldness in his eyes not not one to make an enemy of there are some uh, two two other people standing next to him that look a little bored uh look to be in their early 20s uh um, a man and a woman, and they both have a quite strong family resemblance to him. And say, presumably, children. Yeah. The Baron himself has got a, a ring on, not that dissimilar to what you've seen um, Hamwise or Duke Hamo, or what was it? <laughs> Duke, ha Duke Hamon. Hamon, Ham sorry. <laughs> um, not dissimilar to what uh, the Duke Hamon is <laughs> currently wearing. This is clearly his, uh, his signet ring, and he's also got uh, sort of a slightly understated but quite nice-looking chain around his neck. Not as, not like the big full one that the mayor does, but yeah, everyone in here has got some kind of jewelry on that does look like it's quite expensive. And again, there are quite a few people in here as well. This is I'm not I've not told you this is a party of six people. <laughs> this is yeah, there's probably about forty or fifty people all in here, not counting the staff. Okay, so. Presumably, it would be fairly easy for us to sort of slip out of this room and take a look around. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to try that, yeah. Shall we? Yeah, yeah. We might as well get a lay of the land. I've got my pockets full of spoons and canapes. <laughs> so you're done. You're you're, you're happy with the, the hall. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? 
Well, there's always more there spoons. Goes. <laughs> Let's go see if we can find those spoons. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you step back into the uh, into the main um, entrance hall, uh, you can see sort of swaggering up the front steps is a is a young man in his um, ooh, tough to guess, maybe mid to late twenties. Got what looks to be a semblance of a sort of fancy get up on but he's, he's wearing it quite loosely as if it's sort of like oh this is you know he's not used to having to wear <laughs> uncomfortable clothing um he, he looks like he's already had a drink or two even though he's only just arriving he's got um uh blonde hair quite light blonde hair tied in a small ponytail at the back of his head not quite a man bun but um <laughs> just in a, a little ponytail and uh he sort of he walks in he gives you a look of like hey just a, just a nod and uh Steps into the um, the ballroom itself. Doesn't really doesn't really stop to talk, but uh, you do notice. Yeah, you do clock him. Scrunch throws up a gang sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. What kind of gang? Are you just making like a, a like a random assortment of fingers and just yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm sure as an urchin, he was in a street gang at some point. Sure. So it's just like. <laughs> Throwing up a sign. Okay, uh, I just make like a persuasion check. I don't know what this would be. <laughs> like, I just want to see like how like. <laughs> that is an eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah, he's yeah. down. He, he kind of, he kind of, he, like, he kind of laughs a little bit. Like, huh. all right, and he, he throws like a passable kind of imitation of whatever you know combination of hand signals you've just thrown him and, uh, and keeps going <laughs> I can't believe it he's one of the good officials uh, as, he, uh, as he steps into the ballroom can I get a, persu- a perception check just from anyone who wants to be keeping an ear out or whatever oh that is an 11, 11. Nope. anyone else? Oh, that was a 7 on the dice and plus 8 Thirteen. Okay, I'll, I'll go with thirteen. Yeah. So as this guy walks into the uh, into the um, into the ballroom, you actually just catch the booming voice of the Baron saying, "Your Majesty, thank you for coming." He's king of the god of fishies. Oh. Well, you you know for a fact the king is in his seventies, so this isn't the king. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No. But the king of the gutter fishes isn't in his seventies. <laughs> gutter oh. fishes don't live that long, yo. <laughs> so you are you're in the entrance hall. Uh, there is uh, there's a, another sort of um, not quite as not not a pair of double doors, but there's another sort of prominent um, closed wooden door on the opposite side of the entrance hall. To your right is the main entrance door to going into the you know back outside. To your left there is a set of stairs, uh, a wide set of stairs actually leading up to a an upper kind of floor balcony gallery. It's one of those two-story and en- big halls, you know, entranceways. Um, yeah. And on you can see on one side of the stairs at the bottom is the sort of discrete door that you saw staff coming and going through when you first came in. So that door is probably going to leave lead to kitchens. I think we have enough spoons for now. <laughs> So for now, we'll come back for them spoons later. Yeah. We might find a nice bag to put some more spoons in. There you go. Um, so I would suggest let's go upstairs. Yeah. Yep. Follow upstairs. Sure. Okay. Yeah, you, you head up the stairs and find yourselves on a landing. Um, 
from either either way there are uh, carpeted corridors stretching away from you on your left and your right which go, go a certain way and then turn off so you can't really see where they go but they kind of you guess they're going to each of the the two wings of the house at the top of the stairs there is a uh, a statue um bust uh, of the uh, of the baron um it looks like whoever carved it gave him a little bit more hair than he has now, having seen him in person, and uh, a slightly more benevolent look um, than, than he has himself. This maybe is how he sees himself. But, uh, that is on a, on a plinth at the top of the stairs. Velvet makes a mental note to knock it over later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't want to tip your hand too early. You know. Exactly. Yeah. We'll use it as a distraction to get out. <laughs> distraction <laughs> tactics. So you've got a, you've got a left option. You've got a right option. I say left. Left it is. Left it is. Left sounds yeah. good to me. Okay. So you find yourself in a corridor. Um, on either side, there are a couple of doors before the corridor turns left again to go into as the, the sort of that wing of the house sort of stretches round. Doors are all closed up here, though. There are candles lit um, along it as it goes. As I say, this is carpeted as well. This is very nice. Carpets are a sign of. Uh, a little bit of a sign of wealth that you haven't seen elsewhere in Duskwick. Are there any guards or anything patrolling down this corridor? Um, make a perception check for me. That's a five. Uh, not that you can see, no. I mean, you, you can hear I mean, noises coming from downstairs from the party and everything still. You know, you're only just up one set of stairs, really, from that main entrance hall and everything. So it's it's a bit tough to kind of make out. It does, you know, And all the sounds of people moving around downstairs and that, you can't really tell whether... There's anybody up here with you? You can't see anybody in this stretch of corridor. Is there like couches and stuff in the corridor? Like what sort of furniture is the corridor? Is it a just completely barren corridor? No, it's like a yeah. It's, it's got it's got a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of clutter. It was like, yeah, there's like there's a, there's a couch and there's paintings on the walls and there's more kind of statuesque busks. busks. And I draw moustaches on all of the paintings. <laughs> okay, seems wasteful, but sure. Um, <laughs> Well, it's that. We'll just, we'll just do it on like one of the Baron. Just give him like a nice curly mustache. There is a uh, yeah. There, there's one of the Baron sitting uh, astride a horse, um, <gasps> looking decidedly thinner than he is. L- looking off into the middle distance and kind of pointing the way. Grunge looks where he's pointing. <laughs> yeah, it seems this guy's got a bit of a taste for like having artwork done of him that is. You know, wildly inaccurate, but to prop up his ego, I would say. <laughs> this is the feeling that you're getting from this guy. If you're going to draw a mustache on that one, don't forget the horse. <laughs> okay, I'm going to mustache that horse. Mustaching it. What are you? What are you painting on it with? I mean, I guess you've got. Um, well, like... in my in my. F- uh... well, you got a forgery kit. So yeah. You've probably got an ink. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can do yeah. it. I guess, um... Mm, make a slight of hand check. <laughs> That's an eight. An eight? Okay, it's not the best moustache ever drawn, but it's on the face, at least. While what? Hamwise is doing this, um, Scrunge has gone underneath a couch because he's noticed how fancy this place is because it has carpet everywhere. Mm-hmm. So he wants to cut a little bit of the carpet so that when he gets back to his hovel, he can have a little square of carpet. <laughs> just the just the lowest stakes. Like, this is like, full heist, but just going for the absolute, like, taking... 
taking spoons, forks, and ripping up the carpet. <laughs> sure, okay, make a stealth check for me, because this is a little bit more of a... Cutting the carpet away is a bit more of a... Bit noisier than drawing a moustache, I guess. So that was a four on the dice with a plus 12, so that's 16. Okay, yeah, you think you've gone away with this without anybody hearing you cutting the carpet up. <laughs> okay. And then I'm going to walk away from that painting, you know, leave the scene of the crime. Yeah. You're I've learning. Left, I've left my mark. I can roll my spoons up in the bit of carpet so they don't clank as much. You can, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Okay, and then uh, I guess we'll we'll go the right way to the corridor then. I mean, this corridor co carries round, carries on round. You just haven't gone around the bend yet. Oh, um, we'll just go around. And there's plenty of rooms here that you haven't opened yet. Yeah. You just you've kind of walked off of the main <laughs> into the corridor. Um, so we need yeah. to peep in some rooms. <laughs> yeah, the, the corridor goes around the corner, and you can see it, it stretches away for another sort of hundred feet or so. And with doors on either side before coming to an end. Uh, at the end of the hallway, there is a clock on the wall. Quite a large grandfather clock. Sorry, up against the wall, I should say. Scrunch tries the first door he sees. Sure, okay. Are you doing this stealthily or are you just bursting in? Yeah, I'll stealthily check the door. I'll, like, see if it opens. So okay. stealth. That is a 7 plus 12, 19. Okay. Uh... Yeah, you're able to quite quietly open the door. Um, no squeaking of the handle or anything like that. And, you know, this is the kind of skill that got you those four silver earlier on. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone can sneak into a sneak into a room un unnoticed, it seems to be scrunch. Um, yeah, you find so it seems to be a bedroom. Big four-poster bed. It doesn't look like... This isn't like the master bedroom, um, but possible this is guest quarters of some kind um there is a quite nice view there's a set of windows which um do have not crudely attached but it looks like they've been not fully barred but they've been maybe reinforced you can see mm. and um there's a small fireplace crackling away uh there is a candle softly burning like a, a long slow burner um in one corner it looks like these these quarters are occupied by somebody but they might be down at the party right now right Scrunch sneaks in. Mm -hmm. uh, how burnt down is the candle? Uh, it's about halfway down. So he blows out the candle and he pockets the candle. Okay, you're in darkness with a um, hot candle wick in your pocket. Um, <laughs> it's going to melt to the carpet. Yeah, there, there's, like, there's wax on top of the candle that's like liquid and thing, you know. <laughs> Okay. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got dark vision, so sure. Okay. He doesn't really need all that too much, and then yeah, he just looks around the rest of the room. <laughs> okay, there are some uh, traveling cases uh, seem to be neatly packed away in the corner. I'll go have a look at the cases. So investigation. Yeah, please. That is a six. Six. <laughs> yep. A lot, a lot of clothes in here. None of them are as fancy as mine, though. Like, what's the point? I've been thinking, guys, I don't think the women here are all that fancy. They don't even have that much makeup on. It looks like, actually, looking around, although it's, you know, it's dark in here now, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there is, like, a kind of... Oh, what's the... Like a, I guess, not like a makeup table. You know, one of those sort of 
tables with like a mirror on it and that and it does look a vanity like vanity table vanity that's that's it and it does look like somebody had been doing some makeup at this table and they'd left their things out um but, but they don't have as much makeup as the ladies that i got my clothes from <laughs> that's true they're the fanciest ladies all know they had a lot of they had a lot of makeup on <laughs> um but yeah it, the cases seem to have some clothes in them um with that six or whatever it was you've got <laughs> yeah that's about all you can see a bit of a rummage in the dark there and yeah. uh, you found some found some clothes i've got a candle i don't need these clothes i've got clothes with nice clothes not in these clothes just got back out and got in the next room <laughs> okay uh, you're just going room to room at this point yeah <laughs> fair enough um the next room appears to be a uh, bathroom of some sort Oh, no. <laughs> what sort of toiletry equipment is there? Are we at the age of toothbrushes yet? Um, I don't... This is not something that's come up in my world building of Valania, is whether people have invented the toothbrush. Um, shows I really should have been doing some more world building episodes, but... Um, you can get me on for when you're doing the dental portion of your world yeah, building. Yeah, I'll get you back for the dental episode. Uh... <laughs> Let's say no for now. <laughs> there are does there do appear to be a variety of um, you don't know if they're potions or unguents or things and the sponges and things surrounding a uh, a quite large um, sort of claw-footed iron bath. I will do an investigation check on these bottles. Okay. That is an eight. Okay, they could be soap, or they could be some kind of shrinking potion. Or they could be blood. Or they're probably not alcohol. I take one of them and I hand it over to Velvet. You're magical. Is this magic? Can I get an investigation check? <laughs> Velvet. Sure. That is 20. 20? 30, 20. Uh, this is shampoo. It, it, no. Magic's the dandruff away. <laughs> <laughs> It will get rid of all your dandruff. It will make your coat shiny. <laughs> I mean, your hair shiny. You'll make me shiny. Like money. <gasps> like Mr. No. Ham Sorry. No. Duke Hammond's outfit. Not quite the same, but sure. Scrunch is now convinced it is a potion of shininess, aka shampoo. A potion of shininess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he pockets this to use later. <laughs> how are you going to use it? Are you going to, like, considering you think it's a potion of shininess, how are you going to use it? We'll find out later. <laughs> I guess write potion of shininess on your inventory. <laughs> okay. I am. Okay. I say that there's other bottles in here as well, but I mean, Velvet, you would guess that this, this is just bath stuff and you're not quite sure what why scrunch is so confused but and at the same time scrunch doesn't really seem to get a lot of things straight away so scrunch <laughs> doesn't need to make sense as long as it's happy yeah the scrunch is not very smart the scrunch walks around with a mouse in his pocket um it's possible soap is not something he runs into very often well i've seen rodney eat soap once <laughs> he kept burping bubbles it's quite funny fair enough <laughs> okay, uh, I, um, I'm just going to carry on walking down this hallway, see where it leads. 
sure. Okay. Um, there, like I say, at the end there is a, a, a grandfather clock, and uh, next to it is a, a quite fancy-looking carved wooden door. The door frame around it. I'm gonna go inspect that door. Okay, just inspecting the door. Yeah. Can I get an investigation check from you? Oh, that's a big old one. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Looks like some kind of door to you. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna look at it. And go. Nice, and then walk away. <laughs> you can nice hazard a guess that it might be closed, considering you can't see through it. Um, but that's about as far as you can tell with that natural one. <laughs> yeah, Scrunch also looks at the door after he's walked away from it, okay. nods at the door in the same style as him, and walks after him. Okay. <laughs> the Velvet is actually going to um, take a look at the door. Sure. Looking for, you know, traps or anything like that because that is a big fancy door yeah can i get an investigation check from you then if you're looking for traps absolutely i'm just going to be standing in the background whispering to scrunch like i don't know what it's just the door like but i all went through the other doors and i got that potion of shiny like 11 that one's just 11. the door you can't <laughs> see any traps the door does appear to be locked although it's not a very complex lock <laughs> <laughs> Well, I happen to be good at picking locks. You do. If you if you want to pick the lock, can I get a sleight of hand check from you? Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. Ten. With a ten, as I said, this isn't a very complex lock, and so you can work you work on it for maybe thirty seconds to a minute, and uh, you realise that this is just a bar you can kind of lift up. A little bit with your with your tools and it takes you about another minute and then there's a click and the door swings open then she is going to slip inside okay it is dark in here i have dark vision you have dark vision okay you appear to be in a library of some sort oh is there a death is intrigued <laughs> scrunch not so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a desk. Um, it, it's a kind of. It's again. This is quite a tall room in here. You guess maybe almost like a two-story room again. There is like a kind of balcony running around an upper level. A lot of books. A lot of them don't look like they've been read in some time. This doesn't seem to be a room that's maybe used quite a lot. Although there is a desk with some. Not much inspection. You can see they seem to be sort of ledgers. Right. There's a lot of books on the shelves that are sort of more, of more kind of scholarly interest in that and they don't look like they've been touched in quite a long time whereas anything to do with money that the baron is getting seems to be the only things that are interacted with so the books are just there because it's a library and they should be there yeah books go with books apparently right um you said there's a second story there is yeah there's a and there's a sort of spiraling little set of stairs going up from the from where you are up to the second story Right, so I would like to go up to the second store, mm -hmm. up to the second story, and have a look around up there, and also from that vantage point, kind of look down on the rest of the room. Sure, you've got a vague idea of where you are in the, in the structure from having looked at it from outside, and it seems the library is on one corner of the building, and um, you do remember that corner sort of stuck out a little bit and had a sort of um, a sloping roof. And as you look up, you can see that the um, the ceiling of the, the library is sloping and there is a bit of a um, uh, a sort of skylight at the top, which is letting moonlight in. So it's not pitch black in here. 
looking around you can see you know with it being so dark in here you could get a good vantage point down onto the door and um for most you know the, the balcony goes all the way around the room so you could by moving around have a good look at anyone who's below you really okay um <clears throat> is there anything of interest up here or is it more books uh there's a lot more books i'll tell you that for free um but make an investigation check 21 21 okay so th this area it looks even more like nobody people don't really come up here that often um you're guessing the again you're getting this picture the baron and the current baron and his family maybe not readers uh you can see actually for the first time a uh, there's a small little statue in one corner um actually on a um on a bookshelf it's it's uh needs to be fixed to the shelf and you don't recognize the face on it um but it is seems to be a little statue actually of a, of a young boy I would like to take a closer uh, look at that. Hmm. Basically, it seems out of place. And when things seem out of place, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, I guess make another investigation check then. It's drawn your view, but yeah, just to see, see what you can find, I guess. While all of this is going on, Hamwise is there just speaking to Scrunge like, I've seen a better library than this when I stole the scrolls from the Dead Sea. Oh, what happened to the sea? How did it die? <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Uh, okay, I feel like, yeah, that's that's not too bad. This isn't, now that you, like, the tough bit was finding the thing. So with an eleven, I would say, um, you, you kind of take a look at it and that, and it looks like, it does, I say, out of place isn't, like, fully right, but, like, not a lot of the other shelves have anything on them other than books. And so that, which is why this has kind of drawn your view. A lot of the statues that you've seen so far in the house have all been the Baron, and the paintings have been at the Baron and his family. You know, you've seen his son and daughter, and that. This you don't recognise the face at all. It does on a on a investigation seem to be fixed to the shelf in some way. They does super it glued it down to stop you from stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it, the base is fixed to the shelf again it's like a little it's it's kind of like a small bust yes but if i grab it and try and you know move it pull it forward push it backward okay are you doing that is that what you're saying yes so you go to grab it and the head pulls forward and with it the bookshelf swings outwards like a, a door hmm. fascinating revealing a space behind Oh, yes. We're scampering back there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Follow along. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's a better door. I like that one. Okay. You find yourself in a very cozy space. Not tiny, but like only about 10, 15 feet across. Um, it's, it's, it's like a sort of, I guess like a, ooh. This would be like a hexagon-shaped room mm. set behind the the, um, the bookshelf. There are dusty cushions and blankets on the floor. You can see the walls are painted with kind of light pastel colours and that, and children's books that have clearly been there for a long, long time are, are scattered on the floor. Does it look like there's somebody living here now? Make a... Uh, hmm... I feel like I'm just sort of chaining up a lot of investigation checks for you, but I guess, I guess this would be more of a perception because you're sort of looking for, I guess, 
signs of habitation, I guess. Let's go with perception for just change it up a little bit. <laughs> Thirteen. Thirteen. You don't see signs of anyone living here just now. Um, with that, you can see sort of it, it looks like a lot of this stuff has, was abandoned quite some time ago. Um, one thing that does catch your eye is what looks to be a sort of a drawing, a book. I guess not. How would I call it? Like an exercise book, like a, a book with like page blank pages that have been drawn in by somebody. Like clearly not. This wasn't like a printed book. This is the drawings of someone. And looking at it, you can see they are children's drawings. It's got like that stuffy S. Yeah, it's like a sketchbook. <laughs> why, why did my brain forget the name sketchbook? Like <laughs> it's a sketchbook. There's a sketchbook on the ground. Why would it not be a sketchbook? Um, I would like to flip through the pages, just you know see what i can see okay it starts with basic children's sort of drawings of like one that's like quite a crude drawing of the house mm-hmm. done by i don't know you, you wouldn't it, it's not a very good drawing it's like a small child's drawings and that right um as it goes on the the drawings get a little better some of them are labeled um there's one of a man on a horse with the name just written underneath it, it says daddy okay Sort of the you know there's some nature scenes and stuff so they're getting better and better and the the last ones is um, sort of a boy hold, holding hands with the um, look look to be the same man from the horse this is me and daddy okay how old can I guess like an approximate age from the picture or something like what how old the pictures or how old the person uh, yeah boy. maybe maybe the the last ones are done at maybe age eight or nine. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I will say the man on the horse doesn't look like the Baron. Okay. But the house in the drawing was this house. Okay. All right. Um, we're going to tuck that information away. And cursory glance, nothing you know looks particularly valuable. No, this is just like seems like this is like a a a room maybe built specially. This is where somebody's illegitimate child was stuffed? No, this looks more like, especially with the ways that the um, things are painted, this is like a specially made child's reading little hideaway room, if they oh, wanted wow. to. Yeah. Okay. Like the the wall, like the um, the paintings on the wall, like the, the way the, the walls have been painted with like a kind of, now that you sort of look, it looks like, I say pastel colours, but there's a bit of a mural work and that, and it's all quite well done. It's This isn't like a Okay. This isn't like a sort of murder hole or anything. This was <laughs> if this was like properly lit, this would be like a nice little like, hi, this is my secret working on my secret base, secret room, you know. Okay. Yeah. Scrunch is very jealous. Oh we sure lived in a place like this. <laughs> Pretty nice. Yeah. But from the dust and everything, this doesn't look like you you're probably the first person to come in here for a long time. Okay. Uh, All right, well. Yeah, so we'll just carry on inspecting the yeah. upstairs and see what else is up there. Mm, okay, I guess make another, another investigation check for me. That is a six plus one. Six plus one. So it's a seven. Uh, seven. Yeah, a lot of bo- little books in here, Hamwise. Um, lot of, lot you, of books. I mean, they don't sell as quickly as uh, a shiny stuff. I will say. Yeah, and you you don't have the knowledge of um, of what I I would guess particularly rare book would be or anything like that to not as fancy as the books that i saw in the library of alexandria no no right before you burned it right yeah <laughs> how dare you <laughs> so 
so as I say, that I mean, this is there's not any tr- a lot of treasure in here by the looks of things, other than the Baron's yeah. ledgers. But that's whether you want to commit full financial well, crimes I mean, or not. It's up to you. Well, I uh, I prefer I have, instant I have, gratification. I have got a forgery kit, so I technically could. You start fudging the numbers for him. Start stealing his identity slowly. <laughs> You're gonna, assimilate him. You're going to live here for a period no of months, longer. slowly taking over the Baron's identity. Yeah, you're well, no longer Duke Hammond, you are now Baron. I don't know if we've really got enough time in this one shot to do that. <laughs> because I'm a charlatan, if I spend if I spend like a minute looking at a document, I can then forge the document. Okay. But because he's wrote in this ledger... Could I technically, like, see the ledger, like, copy his handwriting, and then make, like, a deed for this property? Like, yeah, it's, it's now mine. That seems like a stretch. I'm going to say no. <laughs> oh, okay. like, not even making a roll for it. Uh, uh, How about the deed to one of the guest houses? <laughs> Just arguing me down to smaller and smaller chunks of the property. <laughs> I feel like there's a difference, like between like forging something that you've got in front of you, like for a minute that you've been able to look at for a minute, and looking at something for a minute and being able to perfectly replicate this guy's handwriting in whatever document you decide to draw up. I feel like there's a bit of a difference there. Technically, I just need his signature saying like, "I hereby the Duke sign," (laughs) like give this property to me. I don't know if it will stand up in court or at the end of a sword. Okay. You can try. Okay, I'll say this. You can certainly try. <laughs> I'm going to roll for it. Okay. Make a... Hmm, what was forgery, forgery check. Sleight of hand, I guess, isn't it? Uh, forgery is deception. Oh, it's a deception. Okay. Make a deception <laughs> check. Plus oh. seven, baby. <laughs> forgery is lying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, I can't argue that. That is a 16 plus 7. Okay. Um, I mean, you're, you're pretty confident this is a very official looking document you've just drawn up on a bit of random scrap paper. Um, Still got notes on the back from whatever it was before. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very official, but like just having a document. I mean, look, you've, you, okay, just write on your, write in your inventory, forge deed to <laughs> Duskwick Manor. Okay. <laughs> cool, Mr. Amorise, I didn't realise we were going to steal the whole place. You really are the greatest thief. I wish I could write like that, that I could steal anything I wanted. Nice, cosy house in my Look, that little room back there. Can I have that room, Mr. Amorise? Of course you can. Oh, thank you, Mr. Emmois. You do take care of me. <laughs> Have that room and nothing else. <laughs> Scrunch scampers back up to that room, places one canopy, one spoon in the room, and then comes back. Oh, As if to call dibs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see how well this goes. Um, so, we're, we're, okay. <laughs> You're fairly confident at this point there's not a lot much else in the library to find unless you want to sit here and read for the night. No. Okay. Scrunch can. Let's <laughs> go. Okay. So the next option will probably be heading over to the other wing of the house. Um, yeah. yeah. 
can I get a stealth check from you guys as you as you head out of the library? Oh no. <laughs> uh uh eighteen plus twelve thirty. Okay, that's ridiculous. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> my stealth is one of my expertise traits, so it's a plus twelve. I've got a sixteen. Are you, how are you going? Oh yeah. Because you double your bonus. Yeah, but you're level with three. expertise. I mean come on. Yeah. <laughs> I rolled really good for my dexterity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um so um, if it's an so, expertise, you double your bonus? Yeah. So that would get you to 10 total. Well, then it is 28. You're taking a whole two points off me. 26. Six, 26. <laughs> um, you guys are very stealthy and are not noticed by the um, staff member who is who walks uh, around the corner and without really looking up in opens a door on the side that you didn't look into and just sort of steps inside. Okay, because I've seen the butler, with my disguise kit, do I could I knock up a reasonable butler disguise? I mean, you could, but you're, <laughs> you're dressed as a guest at the moment. This is a step down. If you want to change your disguise, that's going to take some time. A little bit of time. You yeah, can, but, but, butlers can go everywhere that hamwise can't. That's true. I, yeah, and... I don't know if disguise kit fit, yeah. features like multiple outfits because you'd have to be carrying them around with you disguise kit is more sort of like you're changing your facial kind of <laughs> experience changing your groucho mask yeah <laughs> like you don't have a duke i wouldn't so comparatively yeah size wise um how much bigger is the butler oh, oh the butler's like 5'11 um oh, oh I definitely not gonna fit them clothes <laughs> Look at me. I could put scrunch on my shoulders. <laughs> we could little rascal this. <laughs> you guys are going to stand on each other's shoulders in a trench coat. Yep. <laughs> We're a <the> trench butler. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I mean, you can do what you. I'll let you do what you want to do if you want to change your outfit. But you will have to get a butler's outfit from somewhere. Yeah, but it'd have to be small enough to fit. Yeah. Because I'm only a halfling, so no, I'm not going to do that. Fair enough. Boy, are all their staff so tall. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we'll just go inspect the other wing of the house, see what's over there. Okay, all right. Um, so the other wing, uh, just to save a little bit of time, I would say a lot of the... You kind of stick your head in a couple of different rooms, and it seems like there's more guest rooms around here. Um, towards the other end of the corridor, though, um, it, I mean, it's mostly sort of layout-wise kind of a mirror image. With like I say, with the guest rooms and such, it, it does look as you get towards the end of the corridor, though, that you're heading more into the kind of private family chambers a little bit. Mm. As you put your head into one room, you can see this seems to. You, it wouldn't be a bigger stretch to guess that this is the bedroom of the Baron's son. It's kind of it's a little messy in places, but it definitely looks like the bedroom of a rich twenty-something. Not a lot of regard for making the servants tidy up after him, and there's a. A sort of set of uh, hunting bows lent against one wall, and um, yes, yeah. you, you seem to be into the family quarters here. But there's a few other doors to check out. Okay, uh, this is when we start looking in every room mm. for the good stuff. Right. 
Yeah, so Scrunch is going to have a look in the son's room. Okay. Like, particularly near the bed, because Scrunch keeps all his good stuff where he sleeps. Okay. What are you looking so, for exactly by the bed? Dirty magazines. <laughs> He's, like, looking under the bed, like, under the mattress and stuff, because obviously... For dirty magazines. <laughs> what I said. So, investigation. Yes, that is a three... Three. Dirty magazine. <laughs> I mean, you do find some lewd woodcuts. <laughs> I find one very crusty stocking. <laughs> that's, that's really grim. That's really grim. Um, <laughs> you, you, yeah, you find some... Um, <laughs> not, not particularly classy uh, pornography materials. Oh, Scrunch looks at it and he's not impressed. <laughs> oh, these women aren't fancy, they don't even have any clothes. He just chucks it back. Right, I'm going to go inspect some of the other rooms. Okay. Um, so the first room that you check out, uh, you would guess very quickly, is the, the daughter's room. There is again another vanity on here, but it's it, this seems to be much bigger than the um, the guest rooms you've looked in. The the son's room was as well, but um, yeah, quite fancy. A lot of pink in the uh, furnishings in here. Is there like a jewelry box or anything up by the vanity? Make yeah. an investigation check for me. That is a six plus one, a seven. Seven. Uh, there's there's some boxes and things there. Yeah, I'm gonna go rifling in them boxes. Okay. You open the the first one. It's a little. The lid is a little tight. Uh, you pull in hard on it. What are you What are you doing? In for a penny, in for a pound. I'm ripping it apart. Okay. You are immediately <laughs> showered in powder, face powder, as you pull the oh, lid no. off this very quickly. <laughs> um, oh my god! This is that voice. You're the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it looks expensive, but you've probably used most of it now. On second look, there is a much more. There's a box. Um, that does look like more a little bit more like a jewelry box. <laughs> okay, I want to inspect that jewelry box. Okay, can I get uh, another investigation check from you? Because this one, the, the lid appears to be locked straight away. That is a sixteen plus one or seven. Okay, 18. that is uh, <laughs> that's more like it. Um, yeah, this is uh, this seems to be a jewelry box of some sort, and the, it's, there is a small lock on it, and the key is nowhere to be seen. Mm. Is it small enough that I could just pocket the box? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I didn't think of that. Um, yeah, you can take the box. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll just do Hamboy, that then. Mr. Hamboy, sir, uh, I would like to prove my worthiness as a thief to you. Can I try and see if I can match your skills of opening that lock? Because I know you can, and okay. you just don't want it right now. You don't want to show us up. So, can I have a go, please, sir? Please. I want to make you proud. Hamwise understands Occam ra Occam's razor, where the easiest solution is probably the best. <laughs> so, yeah, go for it. I'll let you have a... I will say, stealing the box and opening it later probably was the easiest solution, but all right. <laughs> can I get a uh, sleight of hand check then, Scrunch? That is a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay, yeah, you're able to force the lock open. Not a lot of effort. Um, 
First thing you notice on top, there does appear to be some jewellery in here, uh, some bracelets and things that does look, they do look quite fancy. They've got some diamonds on them. Um, underneath the bracelets is a neatly folded uh, piece of paper. Okay, uh, I'll pocket the bracelets and then read the paper. Okay. The paper reads, Dearest Henrietta, thank you so much for your invitation to um, the Frostfire Festival Ball that your father is holding. I look forward to any encounters we might have during said engagement. And there is uh, three X's and um, the letters S-E. Ooh. Okay. Have we seen any pictures of Henrietta or who we would assume Henrietta to be? Um, you could probably infer that Henrietta is the Baron's daughter. Yeah, and we saw her when we were getting our canopies. Yeah, you, you saw her downstairs. <laughs> can I put on one of her dresses and like disguise? <laughs> no, sure. no, I'm not going to do no, that. You, you totally can. Well, no, here's the thing: you open the wardrobe. It looks like she has never thrown away any dresses in her life, and there is a. It's <laughs> quite a selection here, and this is she's basically got a walk-in wardrobe, and you were able to find one that would fit your height from when so she was a, a younger lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, fair enough. Okay. And then, uh, Strange eyes them up, so it's like, ooh, but very fertilizing. Uh, I'm gonna pick out fun. one that pick out one that I think Scrunch would look good in. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, would. Is there anything else of interest in the room? Um, make another investigation check for me, please. Uh, that is a nine. Nine. Uh, I mean, you know, the furnishings are quite nice and that, and she's got a very nice view across the uh, across the lawns, um, looking down more towards the river, not towards the town. Other than the fact that a lot of her outfits and things are clearly very well made and expensive, and she, and you know, you've opened her jewelry box as it is, it's probable that she's wearing a lot of the rest of her expensive jewelry at the moment. There's not a lot in here, really. Right. Of, uh, the, oh no, there's a lot of things in here. Not a lot of them are probably worth heisting, I would say. Right, I'll wipe the powdery makeup off my face. Yeah. And then <laughs> go go to the next room. Okay, so the three of you leave Henrietta's bedroom behind you and make for the large, uh, quite sturdy-looking set of doors awaiting you at the end of the corridor, what can only be the Baron's private quarters. Alright, that's going to do it for today's episode. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time on Thursday, December the 8th for the conclusion of this uh, fun D&D storyline. And uh, yeah, we hope you'll all join us for that. In the meantime, you can find links to all of our online presences, including our social media, Discord server, Ko-Fi page, and merch store at pretendingwithdice.com. So yeah, for now, that's our show. We hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time.